Welcome to the Sleazy Podcast, the podcast about anything and everything, but mostly TV and movies. And now it's time to get sleazy. Holy shit! Hey, Bubba, how was your date with Rebecca? The same shit happened to me again, Mom. <laughs> this bitch was talking freaky all over the phone, so I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to go get some special treatment for show. We get to the movie theater, and we're sitting there. I'm like, all right, bitch, are you going to move those pancakes around or not? <laughs> and then she starts complaining about how she's on something called, like, a period or some shit. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You can either move those pancakes or I'm exiting the facility. And then she slapped me across the face. So I'm like, all right, for show, I was going to give her the one-two Chris Brown. Oh. And then she flinched and got out of the way. So I'm like, why'd you flinch, baby? And she's like, my <laughs> Just to hit me. So I'm like, all right, good. That means you're prepared. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love TikTok. TikTok is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's one guilty pleasure is TikTok. And I'm not condoning any violence there, but that kid was killing it. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Scully Zero is his, uh, his, his tag. And that's when, uh, after you have your, was it seventh, seventh grade date, I believe. Yeah, said. seventh yeah. grade date. Yeah. <laughs> Which is even funnier. <laughs> But welcome back to the Sleazy Podcast. This is episode 108. Can you believe it? We made it that far. But I'm the host with the most, Sleazy. And I'm joined by my right-hand man, Rob Zilla. What's up? Is that your strong hand? Strong <laughs> yeah. Hand, Bob the crippled now, one? Yeah. My strong hand goes to Mr. PBS. Yeah. He's finally back. We got him back. Well... There for a while, he wasn't answering, like, hey, you know, when do you guys want to record? No you know, answer, I, I can, no answer, can, no answer. Now that it's finally out there, I can I can let it be known that I, I was uh, under deep cover uh, working at the airlines, and I'm the one that leaked that Ted Cruz fled to Cancun. Okay. Oh. It was me. Okay. I was under deep cover. I couldn't answer. I wish he would have just stayed in, in Cancun. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank like, you for your like service. Really, really, really committed to it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll be back, guys. See you later. <laughs> My, I'm on vacation. It just, you know, I had this planned. Right? I mean, like. That's all he had to say. And I think everybody was like, let the man have a vacation. Yeah. Well, we all fucking suffer here in Texas, but you just go have fun, sir. Yeah. So um, be like, please leave. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. We are hot sauceless today. He had a work emergency that came up at the last second. It's We were going to record Friday, but then we were like, hey, you know, maybe hot sauce can join us on Sunday. And he was like, yeah, I can do that. And then something came up. So somebody tried to. Mission Impossible, their way into the pharmacy. Yep, but you know, there's only there's only one question that I need answered after all this time. I know it's on the hearts and minds of all the sleazy listeners. The one question is: Has Rob Zilla watched Doctor Sleep yet? Oh shit! Oh, dude, he <laughs> still Jesus has Christ. your Blu-ray. That's right. I will. I will watch that. and I will bring that to the next podcast. How long have you had that? It's probably two years. <laughs> no, it hasn't been that long. It's probably been about a year now. Two years? No, about a year since like when we went on lockdown. You, you, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> two years. Yeah, just, I'll bring. I, it. That's my fault. I'm it, sorry. We have been on lockdown almost for a year. Uh, two week about two. We're about two weeks from a year. Yeah, it was like the twelfth or something when I got sent home from that's work. That's when I got sent home too. Yeah. Because it was like a week or two, and that was my birthday. So, I got to yeah. keep bringing it up because we can't bring up his driver's license anymore. Yeah, he finally <laughs> fucking got it. Yeah, I got it though. I don't know how he got it. He still drives like shit. Uh, yeah, well, but, I'm, I'm upset that he 
that he's been working from home because I wanted to see him out there in that five inches of snow. <laughs> he's fully vaccinated now, too. So. Yes, yes. I can go out in the public. So if you see Rob, just let him spit in your mouth. Do you <laughs> think you're going to go back to work? Um, supposedly, yes. We're, I think, working on um, hybrid right now. It's in talk. So I think we're going to go back, I think, June 1st. Why? Work. There's no point. There's absolutely no point to, well, to we, pay for these buildings. We spent so much money on this building, but uh, I don't know. That's I think it's better about. off. Like, but. like a lot of the uh, people who own those buildings are they're they're uh, stressed out because they don't know if people are coming back to the building. Yeah, so they're really worried. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. Uh, you know, since we've not been recording, I've been trying to keep busy with the show. And for those of you that follow us and keep up with us, some people actually talk to me and ask, you know, when we're going to record again. And, uh, but I got a new logo for the show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of similar to our old logo, but it's more professionally done. Got a guy from uh, London, I believe, but uh, Vibrant Minds uh, is his name on Instagram. Okay. So if you can catch him, you know, or you can. Go to my followers and look, but Vibrant Minds, if you need any artwork done, he's brilliant. Uh, he's decently priced, and uh, he definitely uh, he has a, a rule where you get unlimited revisions or whatever. Most people, you get three. So you get three chances to make it right, then you got to pay him again. And But he was really cool with me. You know, I, He gave me a, a, a sample, and then we kind of went from there. I hand-sketched something on my phone and sent it to him, and he kind of just brought it to life. Yeah, you sent us a bunch of the uh, I, I, I really versions. I sent you guys the step by step by step by yeah. step, and then you guys kind of put your input in with it too, and we came with a final. So you guys helped with it, but not you, Rob. You didn't really say anything. I know. I'm Neither sorry. did you, Mister PBA. It was mainly me and Hot Sauce. Yeah, I, gave, I was. I was the thumbs up. Yeah, you were. You you just liked him. I was like, I like the one with the microphone. I think that's the only thing I said, and I forgot to respond to everything else. I did one without it and one with the microphone because I didn't know how the microphone would look on the shirts. Mm-hmm. But I ordered a shirt from Teesprings, which you'll be able to... You, I'll post the link at some point, and you'll be able to get T-shirts, hoodies, uh, face masks if you want a face mask for the rest of the pandemic. It sounds like we're going to be wearing masks for another year. Now, didn't you uh, recently buy a new face mask? I did. I bought a Hulk Hogan yeah, face I, mask. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Since I've uh, like, I thought I got looks with my Venom face mask. Yeah. People give me extremely weird looks. I actually almost got yelled at in the post office yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked up and I was like, "Yeah, I need seven stamps." And the lady was like, "What the?" F-? And uh, she was like, "I was getting ready to yell at you because I thought you were walking in here without a mask yeah. on." And I was like, "No, I, it's a mask. It's just it makes me look like Hulk Hogan now." <laughs> but. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting. So we got the new logo. I started since we aren't able to record every week. I was like, we've got to get some attention going in other directions. So I've made a TikTok. There's a it's sleazy podcast at sleazy podcast on the TikTok. But every week on Saturday, I do a week in pop culture, and it's just a minute of pop culture news, pretty much. And I've done about three of those so far, and those seem to be pretty well received. They get a, a little bit of views and attention, so it's it's been uh, it's been challenging through the pandemic, you know. But the good news is, only two of us need to be vaccinated, and then I guess you know we can somewhat get back to normal when things start to go back to normal. So, yeah, we can take the screens down and spit in Rob's face. Oh, that's sounds that's, so that's, gross. That's that's what I that's what the pandemic has really taken from me. Spitting spit in, in Rob's face, face? yeah. yeah. 
it's it's definitely been a it's been heartbreaking not being able to do it. Mm. That's for sure. Ruins everybody today. When but I did I did shame Robzilla today. Of course, publicly. Fibzilla. Fibzilla. Always, always shaming. And that's the only Shame. reason that I did want this giant um, dry, erase dry erase board for the show to put up our topics so we can all see them and still see the recording. And but I really wanted it to say, "I tell fibs and get Rob to pose with a picture. And I did with a smile. On he my did. Face. It, he noticed it right away. I tell <laughs> fibs, "What the fuck?" What does this say? <laughs> but while I was laughing, we were supposed to record two weekends ago. I want to say. Something like it, and you yeah. know, Rob didn't. You know, I'm a pretty cool guy. If you tell me you can't come, I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. So Rob's just kind of like, so what? You know, what are you doing right now? And I'm just like, well, I got a headache, mm-hmm. and I took some medicine. I laid down, but I got this burst of energy. You know, typical migraine thing, and ended up getting that TikTok video out. Then I messaged Rob like, hey man, I'm ready to go. Blah blah blah. Well, I've got a, I got to stay home with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Dog is blind. Separation anxiety. Has separation anxiety. I'm like, Rob, you don't have to lie to me, dude. It's true. Could have just put out like a giant fuzzy teddy. If you if you plan something with your girl and you (laughs) and she's telling you you have to go, just say it. You don't have to use the dog as an excuse. Is that that like code? Like, yeah, I gotta take care of a blind dog. (laughs) Like I too once had a blind dog (laughs) with separation anxiety. You know what happens when you leave? They just lay down by the window and wait for you to come back. <laughs> he don't know where the window is. <laughs> He'll just lay down. But, yeah, it is what it is. It's fine. We publicly shamed Rob. It's not the first time Rob's fibbed. And it won't be the last. And it won't be the last. And won't be the last where I get shamed, so it doesn't matter. Yep. Every time you tell a fib, I'm going to erase that and put I tell fibs. And you do, uh, like, keep a, a like a tally mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tally mark. After it. Like get him like a punch card, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, after well, your tenth, well, I guess fib. it's I guess it's the I guess it's shaming time now. Go get the, go get the board. <laughs> that is hilarious. Go get the board. Go get the board. But anyways, you know, I opened the show with that TikTok, which that 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 shit was funny, man. And you know what? It, sensitive people can take issue with it, but it was funny. It is funny. But uh, seventh grade dating has gone a long way <laughs> since we were in seventh grade, right? Right. Those pancakes. Those pan- That's why I lost to- those pancakes. Move them pancakes or I'm exiting the facility. <laughs> that was my favorite line yeah, out of the that. The facility, yeah. yeah. Well, why'd you finch, baby? Why'd you flinch? Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so you're prepared. <laughs> That's where I lost to that one. Yeah, so like, come prepared. on, man. <laughs> but um, maybe eventually going forward, I've been finding like where people tell crazy stories on TikTok. Yeah. And I, I did find one. I saved it and I made a, a duet with it, just to you know make sure I could find it again. Of uh, uh, you know this girl telling stories about what she did for money, but in this story she told yeah. about shoving a bunch of uh, cupcakes. cupcakes up her ass, and then she had to mail everything to the guy. <laughs> or I'm assuming it's a guy. It's got to be a guy, right? No woman asked for that. We're gonna assume it's a guy. Yeah. What is that hashtag? Uh, a rich side, creepy side guy. hustle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she said she got paid a lot of money for it. So if <laughs> you're if you're willing to do it and it doesn't demoralize you, more power to you. I think she said she had to he, she had to film like go get the ingredients, actually make it. And she then, had to film herself baking it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, everything, and then shove it in her ass. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's crazy though. <laughs> she got, I got paid a lot of money, so it was okay. <laughs> yeah, she said she had fun while she was doing it. So yeah. Yeah. there you go. Life experiences. 
Hey, you know, I'm hashtag life experiences. Yeah. You know, That's, she's got OnlyFans. You know that. Everything is hashtag. <laughs> all, the, all these women do. Yeah. All these women do. They're all getting OnlyFans because they don't get paid enough. No yeah. one gets paid enough. Can't get the fifteen dollar minimum wage, so I got to make an OnlyFans to make ends meet. If you, if the, if your money had this, the, the buying power that it should have, yeah, that's the thing. Sure, you make twenty bucks an hour, but it doesn't have buying power that it used to. Yeah, everything has gone up except for y'all paycheck. <laughs> but you should live off. that. So you got to get on OnlyFans and show your ass, show that booty hole to equal out the the money you need. Got to get that money. Maybe we should make it OnlyFans for you. There's got to be some chicks that like, dude. There's well, a, there's something for anybody on OnlyFans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't I'm sure, matter. I'm what sure it is. Rob could get a, a, a good homosexual following. <laughs> they call yeah. it. I don't know. I don't know particularly how hairy Rob is, but you know he could be the bear. Oh, the yeah, bears. The bears. Yeah, the bears. Yeah, the yeah. bears that uh, what are the, the, is that? What they call it? Bears. Yeah, that they the, like the gay community. Mm. Yeah, I bet we could sell you off to yeah. them. To them. We almost have to do it now. Just <laughs> we like, almost have to how do it. Like, we can make an OnlyFans with you, Mr. PBS, yeah. where you where you show like what you're reading every night. Yeah. <laughs> like and it can like it has to be candlelit, you know. Right, right. It's so. like with a big high back chair and a and a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Get you a pipe. You need a pipe too. That would be good. Play the play I could like I could just see it like out in my mind. You play know? like the masterpiece theater music. And we should we should make it free and then just add tips. Right. Because then they'll tip you, you know, yeah, yeah. like, oh man, this really entertained me and tonight. You, and you'll have to read it too. You have to read it aloud. Yeah, yeah. He's reading the Scarlet Letter. Five dollars for you, sir. <laughs> Shit, take my paycheck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on. Uh, we're going to start the show off tonight or today. It's Sunday. Last day of February, by the way. Tomorrow's March, right? Yeah, March 1st. Holy shit. I know. A year of this fucked up world. <laughs> Uh, Still gonna be fucked up <laughs> Documentaries that I want people to check out on Hulu The first one up is Framing Britney Spears And it's not an actual solo documentary It's in, uh, was it the New York Times Presents? Yes, yes, correct, on Hulu Yeah, where they have different episodes But this is a really um, well-discussed um, topic on Twitter uh, It has been for a couple of years now With the hashtag Free Britney mm-hmm. But you know, I've got my own opinion of Britney Spears, and she, you know, she's lived a little bit of a wild life. But man, you watch this documentary, and I, I think it'll change the way you look at Britney Spears a little bit. But it's kind of fucked up, man. Like the girl has no control over her life anymore. No, and not at all. Like she's trying to get control of herself again, and she can't do it because. Uh, I forget the term that it's called. Is it conveyorship? Conservatorship? Conservatorship or something like that? Conservatorship? I can't. Mr. PBS, do you know the legal term? I think it's conservatorship. There we go. Conservatorship. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But I just, I want, I want, I want to keep hearing Rob try to get it. Try to say. (laughs) Between the both of us, we were bound to get it right eventually. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know. the podcast. uh, it's because, like you said, mentioned the free Britney thing. Cause people have been talking about that for a while because I, I don't particularly care about Britney Spears all that much. But it it does sound kind of messed up because it's, it's her father, right? That has yeah, yeah he has Spears. It. Yeah, and like, like the she, mom doesn't even have any say in. Yeah, like she doesn't have access to her own money or whatever it is. It, it's, no, it's, it, yeah, it's just it's. I think they're switching to more as consider more of a business, but like. She doesn't have control of her money, but they have say so, and then who she can speak she, with. She gets an X and, amount of mm-hmm. yeah. finances or whatever, 
but she's not allowed to make any decisions about her health, mm-hmm. her children. I don't even think she's allowed to make decisions for. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't move finances around and invest in certain things. Even posting stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, and uh, her dad has the, what is it again? Conservatorship. Conservatorship. And he draws like a 1.5% salary yeah. off of her mm. total net worth every year mm. in order to be the conservator or whatever. And she just wants control of her life, pretty much. Yeah. But she, I guess in the documentary, she hires a pretty good lawyer to take this on. And he's like, okay, you know, he's asking her all these questions and, you know, to make sure that she's of sound mind. And they finally get into the court and they, her dad's lawyers kind of bring up some document about her health. Mm -hmm. And he goes, listen, the judge does. He's like, you're not allowed to represent Mrs. Spears or Miss Spears. And he goes, she is not of uh, sound mind, basically. sound mind or, you know, the mental. She can't even pick her own attorney. No, she can't pick her own attorney because they've got this document. And the guy's like, well, you know, I'm representing Miss Spears right now. And I'd like to see that document. He goes, you're not allowed to see it. Ah. I've never heard anything where I just said, you can't represent someone, even though they appointed you. But, and they interview all these legal experts on on the matter and they're like i've never seen anybody beat it he's like once you sign your rights away to that you're yeah. you're a slave what's uh what's kind of the background because i remember all that crazy britney it, stuff it started with that yeah mm-hmm. when she was uh going through like a bunch of issues and she shaved her head and all that i well, guess after you watch it you kind of see like why the fuck she shaved her head i mean all the scrutiny she went through, and then with this, I well, mean, she, you get chased around twenty four seven, pictures nonstop, yeah. and then you're going to divorce, and you got two kids, you're gonna you fucking know, snap. That's part of the lifestyle when you're out there. If you don't want that, you kind of got to move away to a remote area mm-hmm. and be away from it. You know, well, I do feel bad for people like like her in a way because I mean, she was kind of thrust into that spotlight, right? Obviously, as a young person, she probably was all for that in a way, but. I, I always feel like the parents are like a big driver behind a lot of people like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and well, he was too, the father, Jamie. I guess he, I guess um, she was talking about like one of the tally agents who, you know, got her going that um, he said that, oh, my daughter's going to be rich and she's going to buy me a boat. And that woman civil, and the, the tally agent person said, that's the only thing I heard from him and I don't have nothing else to say. Yeah. I mean, they, there definitely just seems something off with the, with the father. But I mean, you really. I mean, you just walk away from this documentary, and you're like, wow, that is fucked up. Like, mm. she just wants to be able to make decisions for <laughs> yeah, herself. Yeah, but, but we don't know what that document said. Like, yeah. she could be fucking off the, the rocker crazy. I mean, so, I mean, who knows? I mean, are the, uh, is the dad doing what's best for her? No. I mean, we, we just don't know, you know? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, it's, it's really weird that he's taking a salary every year off of her. Well, didn't... Um... I think it was like Jessica Simpson had something similar. It wasn't quite as as with her parents, her dad. But like, like I thought she went to court to get her dad out of all of her business or something like that. Yeah, a years something ago. like that. But it wasn't this. Yeah, though. it wasn't quite as like yeah. they snuck in with this because I think they were afraid of her losing her her wealth when she was going through that little time period. Yeah. And I mean, I don't blame the family for trying to protect her. I mean, you want to protect somebody from not wasting all the money they've earned. Yeah. Or, you know, and shitting it out in lawsuits or whatever. Because, you know, at one point she was running around crazy with that one dude. 
Oh, yeah. The one producer guy or whatever. Yeah. Some guy named Sam something. Some yeah, like some like self. Like, but her dad guru. did seem to get her back on track and yeah. get her, you know, back to working. But now she's like, I guess she's saying I'm not gonna work until yeah. you sign my rights back. She's got that uh, the deal in Las Vegas or something, doesn't she? I think it's over with now. Yeah. Cause she, well, I guess she was gonna set up for like I think it was called like Damnation or Domination. But she made like the yeah. most money for at the time mm-hmm. for her little stay in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a very successful show. And I think Lady Gaga did one after her. Yeah, it had to be Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady yeah. Gaga did one after her. When, when you go to Vegas and do that, you're making bank. Oh, man, yeah, because they pay money. you to live there yeah. for, what, three months or something like that? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I just I really walked away from this documentary feeling for Britney Spears. I yeah. was like, Jesus. Like, to not be able to, like, go to the hospital and say, you, you know, like, if, like, say she gets pregnant or something and she doesn't want to have the baby. Like, she can't make that decision on this. Mm-hmm. From what I gather from watching this, right? And well, it's mostly set in stone to help, like, ba- basically people who are elderly who can't yeah. do them for themselves. So that's basically what it's for. Well, and you know, I always thought that was a power of attorney. Uh, yeah, and this yeah. is totally different from a power of yeah. attorney. But the, like, it's it's at the end of the documentary. They're talking about how it's being looked at more as a a business type of yeah. agreement. Because I mean, she does yeah. have an empire. Yeah. Was yeah. it? They said the one year that she, she got fi- back to work, she made fifty eight million. Fifty eight million. Yep. Yeah. And that was the first year that the dad had taken over in that role. So I feel, my opinion is, I feel like he had a good intentions, but now I think she might be somewhat better. And he's just like, nah, we're going to well, keep getting, making money. He's getting, yeah, he's getting it's not money. one and a half percent of what she makes every year. It's mm-hmm. one and a half percent of what she's worth. Right. So, I mean, you got to imagine she's getting royalty still and her wealth is probably still accumulating. Oh, yeah. And they have to have investments and all that. So he's getting 1%, 1.5% off of all that. Well, I mean, so much so much of that stuff anymore is not just being a singer, but it's, it's you know, it's brand and image. I mean, yeah. she was an actress in a couple movies or whatever. I thought she was, I thought she sold perfume or something there for a while. Yeah, she too. did. Perfume yeah. and movies. And- so, you know, it's it adds up. Yeah, I, I don't blame the guy. Once you see that money, you're like, I'm not fucking giving this up. <laughs> but I mean, at the same point, it's your daughter. You want her to be happy. Yeah. But that same right, money change. Money changes. You want, a, you want to retire in comfort too, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving along, the other documentary that I checked out on Hulu, "Cannot Kill David Arquette," fucking awesome documentary. It's awesome, but kind of sad too, man. Like, it is sad how the, the wrestling community treats him like shit. Yeah. Even though I think he's kind of redeemed himself in their eyes. He has. But, I mean, if you're from our era where you grew up in the 90s and you remember... Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, even before that, you remember David Arquette in the movies. Ready to Rumble. Like, and I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. and Was it Eight-Legged Freaks that eight he did later? Eight-Legged Freaks, Scream. But, uh, yeah, Scream. All the Screams. Yeah. Uh, He's a good actor. I mean, I don't think he gets the due that he, he should. Yeah. But uh, you watch this documentary and you just see like how fucked up he is, and like he loved wrestling and he wanted to get in and you know just be a part of it and do something special. They asked him to do something, and the fans just hated it because I mean it just wasn't right him winning the title. And you know back back then, right at the end of the nineties or early two thousands, whatever it was. WCW was just kind of throwing everything they could at it. Yeah, yeah. to kind of like, get people interested. Carl Malone was wrestled or whatever. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Yep. Um, they were doing crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, to try to compete with 
you know, WWE was getting the spotlight back from them. But uh, I, I just feel bad. Like, he was asked to do something. He said, yeah, I'll do it. It sounds like fun. And people just fucking hated him for it. And he goes on this journey to of redemption. You know, he's like, I want to learn how to wrestle. I want to do it the right way. And I want people to like me mm-hmm. because I they I appreciate the business. But, man, they show him at this one convention before he starts his training, and nobody is in line to get his autograph. Well, this is at a wrestling one, too, yeah, by the it's way. Yeah, it's a wrestling convention. Yeah, they're like, he's just standing there like, what the fuck? Everybody at, like, Scott Hall and all them people are all booming with people at their desk. And, but, uh, nah, and over the course of a year, he goes through, and he does the hard work, the, the training, he goes to this school in the middle of nowhere. and He goes to Mexico. Like, I mean, he goes luchadors. to Mexico and trains with luchadors. And then he even, like, his first, like, place that he goes to wrestle is a backyard wrestling thing in, <laughs> what, like, fucking Arkansas or something? It was, that, well, it was that same convention he was at. And then he met someone. He's like, he wants to go. This to guy's this living out of his fucking van yeah. wrestling. You know, he's driving around in his, his wrestling tights, <laughs> just the underwear with a jacket on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's in this shitty van from, like, the 70s. And, you know, David Arquette is just trying to get back in, get a, you know, open a door to kind of get in and train somewhere and get some reps. And from there, I mean, he goes to a school, then he goes to work with the luchadors, and he's getting better and better and better. I mean, that's that's serious when you go to Mexico and start working with some of those mm-hmm. guys. They don't, they're not messing around. Yeah. No. Uh, and, all. I mean, he's at, you know... When you fast forward, he's like jumping off the top rope on the guys, and he's doing real wrestling. Yeah, and I mean, I think even like his wife said he quit smoking. He, quit he drinking. lost. He lost fifty pounds. Yeah, yeah. actually got fit, and and it's kind of it, it's just cool watching the transformation, and like the work he puts in just to be, just to you know get a little bit of redemption, just for somebody to say, oh man, he really turned the page. But and they fast forward it to a year. A year later, he's headlining that event, wrestling. Uh, what was it, Mister? Uh, oh, oh uh, Mister Kennedy. Yeah, Mister Kennedy. Ken Kennedy. So I mean, or... he totally turns it around. And by the end of this documentary, they show uh, you know a voting thing. He was uh, one of the top favorite 100 wrestlers of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he really redeemed himself. He went from all these promotions, worked himself up. He almost fucking gets killed in one promotion. Right. They do this death match, and this guy, I forget who it was. I, I don't One of those indie wrestler in, guys. Yeah, hardcore, like, death match guys, whatever. This guy smashes a, a fluorescent light hey. over, like, his back, kind of his neck, and it slices a artery. And, like, he knows as soon as he gets hit, something's wrong. Yeah, like, grabs his neck. He's grabbing his neck, and he's like, oh, shit. And at the time, I didn't know this, but his best friend was Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. From Buffy and nine hundred two one zero, and his son's a professional wrestler. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jungle Boy um, um, Jack Perry. What's his name? Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yep, that's what they call him. But used to, yeah. th- they were at this this match, and they usher him out when, and they get him going, and they're driving him to the hospital, <laughs> and then from there, uh, Luke Perry ends up suddenly passing away at this point in the timeline yeah. of the documentary, and you can just see the the immediate downward spiral that David Arquette goes on. But mm-hmm. then he kind of rebounds, like wrestling saves him. He kind of, you know, he, he keeps going with it. And, you know, I feel like it, it. this probably saved him because he is an alcoholic. Yeah. And he has issues, you know. 
but I just thought it was a very special documentary, one of, you know, total redemption. And um, I I hate to use the, the phrase hard work pays off, but <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you put it into yourself, yeah, mm-hmm. it does. And I mean, he really like I, I would love to see him get on one of these promotions, you know, AEW and do something. Yeah. I think that would be really special to, in, uh, you know, kind of, uh, in the, the cycle, bring him, bring him back to the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I, I still think that there's a lot of people that hate him, but man, if you watch this documentary and you see the work that he puts in and just how special it is that he's doing this just for, you know, to, to, you know, make up for what he did. I think it's really special for if you're a wrestling fan anyways. Man. And if you're not a wrestling fan, it I think it's just a feel good story for you to watch and check out. Yeah. You know, to see a guy that is kind of like at the end of his career, like obviously nothing's coming in for him acting wise. <laughs> right. Except for screen five. Yeah. And uh I mean he's he knows he's he's like, man, I'm just I, for whatever reason people don't want to cast me in anything anymore. And so he's he puts everything he has into this this comeback into wrestling to do it the right way. And like I said, it was a real feel good story. And man, you cannot kill David Arquette. <laughs> and by the way, he's in this time frame. He's had a heart attack. Oh yeah, he's fucked up. He's yeah, on all kinds. He's of had medicine. a heart attack, and he's like he's like, well, I'm thinking about going to wrestling. They're like, ah, oh, you, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> so. Yeah, like they get they have this meeting with the doctor, and the doctor's like, well, you're on this blood thinner, you're on this. So if you get hit. Or you take something the wrong way, something could go bad. Then the next, like when after he gets into his, like I wouldn't say it's a big promotion. It was like what L.A. wrestling or something like that, right? Yeah. But it was on TV or whatever, and uh, he was reappearing on it weekly. He comes in, he's got fucking broken ribs, and the doctor's like, "Well, luckily everything's okay. You didn't puncture your <laughs> lung, so just let it heal, and you should be fine." But I don't know how much longer he'll wrestle. I mean, yeah. Is he still wrestling? It sounds like he's been wrestling, but I don't know. Like, I could see him doing things here or there, but yeah. nothing extreme. If I was him, I might not be doing no death matches, but you know, that's just Yeah, me. I'd be a promoter from now on. Yeah. If, if that's what he really, really, really wants to do. Yeah. But man, I'd really love to see those guys at AEW give him a, a shot to get in there. I wish yeah, well he doesn't even have to be a wrestler, but like, you know, promotion can do like a referee stuff. Have him talk shit or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah there's so many cool. different ways for him. Just like they got Jake the Snake there. He's a he's a manager. Let him be a manager to somebody, you know what I mean? That dude can barely fucking walk. <laughs> you got that right. I'm like, God damn. He can Jake. barely walk. He can barely talk. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this documentary. I really want to watch it again just yeah. to see what I missed or because, you know, you always have those moments where you get on your phone to check something or somebody messages you. But, uh, like I said, feel-good story. I'm a David Arquette fan. I'm an even bigger David Arquette fan after watching this. Is that? Yeah. And we actually met yeah, David Arquette. Yeah, there's my picture yeah. of David Arquette up on the mail. And we met him, was it 2018, was it? A couple years ago. Yeah. At, at Horror Hound. Yeah. Not Horror Hound. Horror Hound. Horror Hound. Yep. In Cincinnati. Uh, super cool dude. Like, yeah. I mean... Rob will tell you, I actually talked to him for about 20 minutes. Yeah. And, like, I told him, I was like, dude, if they ever offer you, like, Artie's chair on the Stern show, you need to take it. And he was, like, hungover or something. <laughs> he he looked fucked up already. He, yeah, he looked fucked up. But uh, he was he was giggling. He was like, man, and my wife grabbed my phone, and she took the studio's number and deleted it out of there. <laughs> so I can't call Howard anymore. I don't know the fucking number. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, he would call in drunk and, 
you know, yell at Howard sometimes. And then other times he'd be really cool and tell his stories. And he's got that pothead laugh. Yeah. You know, that just is infectious and makes everybody else laugh. But my goal, and if anybody hears this and you got any connections, my goal is to have David Arquette on the show somehow, you know, to call in and talk to him about this, this journey that he has been on. That'd be awesome. And like, that is, that is my, like one of my top goals right now. If I could utilize this show somehow, I would love to interview David Arquette, but super cool cat, man. Yeah. Sounds like, I hope, I hope, I hope it's helped fix himself a little bit. You know? I think in many ways it has, but he's one of those dudes where he has to stay busy. Mm. If he's not busy, his mind wanders and mm, falls back into the old ways. You know, maybe a little bit of sadness sits in, and then from there, it's like, oh, there's a Bud Light, or yeah. you know, well, even his house, I he thought, has. I thought he drinks Bud Light. It's yeah. probably like uh, some hardcore liquor yeah. of some well, sort. Well, I mean, they, you know, they see you. They show you his house, and he gets a ring put in his backyard. He gets and, a fucking wrestling ring yeah. in his backyard. They're I like mean, jumping out of the was it the tree? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's he has all these. Crazy kooky shit. So I'm like, and his gimmick's awesome because he's doing magic and shit. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's was he David David the Magic Man Arquette. Yeah, yeah. He's doing like you know confetti and like the strings coming out of his fingers. Yeah, like he, it's when out. he goes into the ring, he's like throwing shit out into yeah. the crowd and like they they goes this one photographer and uh, before he starts training, so he looks all like kind of he's not in shape. Yeah. Let's just say that. And he's in his, uh, you know, his undies or whatever you want to call him, and he's like throwing cards out for the photos yeah. and stuff, shooting fire from his hand. It's, it's, it's I, like great. If he's ever at a convention when the conventions start back up, I'm definitely gonna go get another autograph of him in wrestling attire. Yeah. Instead of uh, the autograph I have is from Buffy. Yeah, mine's him from him getting uh, stabbed and screamed yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So he's up against. The, I did. The glass. I did Buffy for my autograph because we signed up for the. The boo face, yeah, ghost face, uh, ghost face killer for the photo, photo op. But he was great for the photo op. Oh yeah, he? he's like, all right, let's get into character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the ghost face grabbed my beard and it was like made a noise, and then they were kids like, man, you got aggressive with that one, <laughs> like walking away. Yeah, super cool guy though. I mean, definitely check that documentary out. Whether you're a wrestling fan or not, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, so moving on, we got news. The Last of Us on HBO has casted their main characters. Rob, do you know who was casted? Yes. Pull it up, producer. I'm pulling it up now. I will tell you that Pedro Pascal. Yep, so Pedro Pascal will be doing the role as Joel. Not Billy Joel. He'll be Joel. Joel. And then also uh, Bella Ramsey, she will be playing Ellie, and she was... Um, she was the little queen. From yeah, Lena Mormont or Bormont from yeah, uh, Game of Thrones. So yeah. she gets destroyed in one of those episodes, doesn't she? She was fucking some people up, but she got messed up. Didn't the yeah. giant like fucking yeah. step on her or some shit like that, or throw well, her? It, well, yeah, throw her, and then I think it grabbed her, and then she stabbed her in the fucking eyeball or some shit, something like it. Yeah, yeah. it fucked her up though. I know that. Oh much. yeah, she was fucked up. She had broken ribs, and everything. Yeah, she's gonna be Ellie though. Yep, she will be Ellie. But I'm really interested to see what HBO Max is going to do with this. I think there's tons of potential for many years to come for a series off of. Uh, have they have they said anything about what they're doing, like series wise, kind of mini series ish or whatever? It's it's going to be a series. I mean, that's what they have so far. In I know production for it. Yeah, it's. I know it's going to be a series. I don't think it's going to be a mini series. And I think it just depends how we all react to it. Whether, you know, they pick it up or, you know, run with it for a couple of years. But I do know that, was it the director from uh, Chernobyl? 
whoever that was. I think it was a uh, Chris Marin, maybe something like that. Yeah, I I think they're attached. I think I think I remember reading. They're that. attached to The Last of Us. There's a couple big names, mm. not necessarily big names, but people that have been really successful at uh I wouldn't even say scary movies, but mm-hmm. high intensity shows mm. that have really good promise for this, I think. And I mean, if you've played the game, you know there's potential for a movie or a TV series for this. Right. That's, they've been, they've that been talking be... about it for years now. Well, you know, it's funny. Originally, wasn't Sam Raimi attached to a movie? Yeah. Yeah, Sam Raimi uh, was supposed to do it. With our boy uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. They wanted Bruce Campbell to play Joel, mm-hmm. which that would have been really cool. Yeah, and then they, were, then they, I think more fans wanted to see the guy who played Jamie Lannister, Nikolai, yeah, to play. He was one. Because he, I mean, they did like a fan art, and he looked really good as Joel. And then he's in some movie where he had gray hair and stuff. And what's uh, what's his face's name? He could have played uh, Ellie. Oh, it was is it Ethan Page now or Ellen El- Elliot Page? Page? Elliot Page it was Ellen Page. That's right. She she is now Elliot Page. It's Ellen Page to me. Yeah, she'll always be Ellen Page to me. I don't but... fucking care, Elliot. Your name's. I mean, Ellen. obviously, if I met her, met him in person, I would. I you know, hi, Elliot. Yeah, <laughs> I would be polite in person, but you know, to me, I'll always remember him or her as Ellen Page. Yeah. However you want to describe that's all uh that's all so weird to me uh, you know but I try to be respectful towards it so um but yeah I, I really think there's some potential with this show and I don't think you can go wrong with Pedro Pascal right now I mean he's obviously a well in demand actor um he wasn't terrible in Wonder Woman he fit the cheesy 80s yeah. type of villain. So. He wasn't terrible. I mean, that was just a bad movie that he was in. Yeah. And uh, The Mandalorian. I mean, The Mandalorian, he was great in The Mandalorian, even the scene that he actually had to play in. Yeah. Because, you know, he just does voice work for the most part. He's never in The Mandalorian. So. Yeah. yeah. I thought I read ass. somewhere that he started playing it more. Really? Yeah. I heard that. In the second season. Yeah, because I heard that he didn't do a whole lot of it. Yeah. But and uh, I the, like Pedro Pascal, and I think, I think he'll do fine as Joel. Yeah. Is it, it going to be the same like country hillbilly Joel? No, no, I don't think not. it will be. But I, I think that he'll bring a roughness to the character, and yeah, uh, I think you know, in many ways, you'll probably fall in love with these characters like you do in the game. So if you're disappointed by the casting, I'm just gonna say give it a chance. And it says uh, Craig Manz- uh, Manzine, the creator of uh, Chernobyl, is the writer and executive producer. Go. Yep, yeah, and uh, Neil uh, Drunkman as well. Yeah, they, I I thought there was some good names attached to it. I mean, if you even like Chernobyl, it, it's going to be in good hands, I think, in my opinion. Oh, so. Chernobyl is not. Let me tell you something. We've talked about this on past episodes, but in case you're a new listener or you just didn't catch the episodes where we talked about Chernobyl, those first couple episodes are fucking tense. Mm-hmm. Like your heart will palpitate more than any scary movie you've ever watched. That, I mean, that first episode especially was just, I mean, that was it's, a horror movie. What's, yeah. what's more horrific is it's true. Yeah. Like, people, <laughs> people actually forget, went yeah. through this shit. Yeah. That was that was a series that came out of left field. I don't think anybody was really expecting that to be what it was, and boom. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I say give it a chance. Obviously, it's in its early development stages, but I haven't heard too many people be negative about it. Yeah, I think most people are just happy they're getting an on-screen adaptation of their favorite game. I mean, I think even when the first game came out, they talked about getting the movie or doing something with it. I mean, even when the first uh, game came out. So, so speaking of HBO Max, 
we got our first trailer for uh, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Whew. What do you guys think? It looks fucking sweet. I can't wait. I got to say, it does look sweet. Did you see where Christopher Nolan uh, was talking to Zack Snyder and he was like, don't ever watch the theatrical uh, release of the Justice League that What's-His-Face put out? Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. He was like, it's garbage, dude. Really? I hadn't heard about that. I know Josh Whedon had some of his own problems lately. Yeah, he's... He's sort a, of uh, abusive on set or whatever. He's emotionally abusive, and he sexually harasses women. And turns out he's kind of a douchebag from what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. but I, th- I think that caught everybody off guard because Buffy was sort of like a feminist show. In yeah, way. it's kind of weird, you know, because he always... Joss Whedon always kind of took female characters and, you yeah. know, made them strong and independent. Yeah. And so it's kind of weird that somebody would have that kind of ambition towards female characters but then treat females like shit in real life but then again these are all allegations we don't know if they're true or they said who was who was the guy who played cyborg yeah ray fisher's had big issues with him yeah and i mean his issues kind of go it's more towards warner brothers warner brothers for not handling them i guess i don't know i don't know the whole thing on that i think it's more towards warner brothers is his issue with him did he sue warner brothers or something like that He's I going. Feel he's, like he might have. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's going to be playing cyborg ever again. No, that dude is not playing like, cyborg again. Like I, said, I think that whole time around Warner Brothers DC was kind of a mess. Well, and it sounds like the guys that were a big problem, they got rid of them. Yeah. And now, like people like Ben Affleck and Snyder are kind of like, yeah, you know, we can do what we want to do now. But Warner Brothers is kind of like, well, we're not really interested anymore. But, you know, they kind of shot themselves in the foot, and they're still shooting themselves in the foot. But who knows? I mean... I think one of the things it says here says um, it was... Ray Fisher claims that he was di- his skin tone was digitally altered, is what he's saying. Really? That's what it's saying, yeah. And that, you know, Josh Whedon is, you know, saying that that's a false claim. I think that's, like, one of the issues. That what it is. Why would he digitally alter his skin tone? Because Cyborg has always been a dark black guy. Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. It sounds like I don't know. I it, it sounds to me like those two just never got along, and yeah, he says like Josh Wayne's abusive on set, and then of course that you digital know, thing. You know how so. it is when you don't like somebody, and everything is a ten that gets said or exchanged, and it's never it's never kosher between you. Maybe that's the toxicity of their relationship, but I don't know. I'm excited, man. When I saw the stills of Jared Leto's. Uh, uh, dream sequence Joker because mm-hmm. I mean it's not I guess it's not a real Joker it's just a dream right or it's or it's a like dream a scene. dream scene and then they're saying that's like would it be in the apocalypse like in Batman versus Superman he has a dream but it's kind of yeah. I always took that as him like going to see the future somehow that's why I, I think, think that was sort of the when idea. the Flash shows him the future yeah alternate yeah and I think what that, that, when... that's what they're continuing this but that yeah. Joker looks good man yeah. And then you actually get to hear him talk at the end of the the trailer, and you're like, "Oh yeah. shit!" I just, Batman. I just, I just want to see uh, Ben Affleck Batman beat up Jared Leto Joker. That's all yeah. I really want. And you know, there's all these rumors flying around that Ben Affleck's open to doing an HBO Max Batman movie. Yeah, but I don't know how true this is because I see him on, I never see them on credible sites. Yeah. I always see them on like bullshit sites like we got this covered. Yeah. Don't even get me started about we got this covered. They share so much bullshit. Well, you know, we, we kinda it was in the our, our group chat. 
I think what happened to those guys is they had like a couple of big scoops, like right when they first started. Yeah. But now it's like they share everything. Oh, yeah. Like just to get clicks some, or whatever. Some dude on YouTube says, mm-hmm. like, oh, great, cool. But yeah. I am like, I would be extremely excited if Ben Affleck did his Batman movie. I don't. I don't give a fuck if it. Ha- it doesn't have to be in theaters. He, yeah, they can release yeah. it on HBO Max. I mean, you. You know, we said this from the beginning. Give us. Give us the real. I mean, look, Ben Affleck Batman. If there's yeah. one thing you can say about the past two, like Justice League and Batman versus Superman, Ben Affleck was the best part of those movies. It, yes, it, it, ben, there was and nothing me and wrong you, with Ben Affleck. Me and you have been saying it forever. Ben Affleck is fucking Batman. Yeah. He's Bruce Wayne. Like it just makes me sad that he got shit on. Like I said, that that whole that whole Warner Brothers time was a mess. I don't know if Zack Snyder was the right guy to sort of helm everything the way he did, but it's, it's just you know. I, and of course, Warner Brothers didn't seem to know what they were doing. I don't know if they have like the DC division or anything. They they don't. Kinda, they kind of they kind of pull their heads out of their butts, but I don't know. They they have no organization. There's no Jeff or uh, Kevin, Kevin Feige or Kevin Feige and Marvel for them. You know, like there's no vision being there. Well, you know, they they started out. They wanted to be like, "Come here, and we'll let you do what you want to do with these superheroes." Yeah. But then they then they got worried. Yeah. When, when people were specifically doing something they wanted to do, because they wanted to be Marvel, they wanted to have. We know, need universe. jokes. Yeah. We need Tony Stark dick jokes. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> and that kind of, that, that kind of messed it up. So like, I, I just want to see Batman fuck some motherfuckers yeah. he did. up. Like Ben Affleck did come back and shoot new scenes for this, right? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he did the reshoots for him. And they said something about how Zack Snyder had to direct some scenes from Zoom. <laughs> so, yeah, because of the pandemic, I guess. Yeah. Well, even I think even you mentioned uh, before that um, Ben Affleck wrote the script for the Batman movie, and he said whoever there was a, it. Uh, I forget the guy's name. He was a comic book illustrator, and he worked on several high-caliber comics, and he did the storyboards for Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. Yeah. And he got to read it, and he said it was like one of the best Batman scripts he ever read. And he said it was straight for like Arkham Asylum, wasn't it? Yeah, I've heard it was very Arkham Asylum themed. Yeah, which would be fucking great because the best Batman scenes you'll ever see is that fucking warehouse scene, oh. Batman versus Superman. It's the brutality of Batman. Batman that you kills somebody with a fucking grenade in that. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, people forget about that. Like he did kill someone. Um. Okay, I'm so. I'm curious. I'm uh, I don't know if I'm gonna love. Zack Snyder's Batman or it's, Justice League, but I'm I, I'm it, I'm curious. It's got to be better. Well, it if you need a place better. to watch it, when it comes out in three weeks, you can sneak over and watch it. By the way, it will be four hours. If you did not know, yeah, that. it's so four hours. It's four hours. It will not be broken up. It's one four hour, four hour movie. I will have an intermission. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was then, always I was always upset that we didn't get to see more of like the the black suited Superman or whatever it was yeah, supposed to be, and, and was, that's supposed to be heavy in this. Uh-huh. So. But, no, no, uh, no, um, and there's a tank CGI too. CGI mustache removal in this one. <laughs> I guess he said he hasn't used any of Josh Whedon's footage. He's using all his. Well, it's been like I heard, like it cost him like another seventy million to go through and mm-hmm. redo some of this and all that. They're pretty much redoing the movie. And didn't they say like from like what Josh Whedon used me? What fifteen percent of like of what Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder. I, I thought he went through kind of like Snyder's doing now and. Either reshot or redid some stuff or whatever. Yeah, he reshot most of so the. So it's movie. a big old cluster, as we say. It's a it, it was a mess, man, to begin with. When his daughter, you know, yeah, uh, committed suicide. Let's just go ahead and say it. Uh, you know, such a terrible event. But when that happened and he stepped away from the project, Joss, we they brought Joss Whedon in to finish the movie. 
And that was like, I'm going to make my own movie, pretty much. So, but moving along, we're uh, scraping on by here in the show. This week, Lady Gaga's dog, uh, Walker. Was shot. Yeah, they shot. They killed, right? Did uh, they kill? I don't think I, they. No, I think she was just wounded, but she didn't. I don't but know if she was. She they died. shot the dog, Walker, and then they kidnapped two of her French bulldogs. Like, man, did they know they were Lady Gaga's dogs? Well, I believe that. I have to go and look, but I think they said there's been a, um, like people like French bulldogs are beginning. To I read more. I yeah. read that French bulldogs are the most stolen dogs ever, and I, right. I've actually been looking at French bulldogs. Yeah. Like uh, one day when I can, I would like to adopt one that's been rescued from like China. Mm-hmm. But uh, until then, they're cute little dogs. They are, they, and they look like they're full of personality. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I read that they're like because they're easy, and you can just shove them in a bag, and <laughs> nobody would notice that you have one. Yeah. But I mean, they're not going to hurt you. I mean, they're small. Isn't that the deal with any fucking small dog? <laughs> yeah. Pick wasn't, this. That, wasn't that like the, the trend like 15 years ago? Whatever, everybody had their little dog. In their purse. Everywhere. Little yeah. bag, yeah. Yeah, those little purse dogs. Uh, yeah, but terrible event. You know, a couple days went by, and I guess Lady Gaga's in Rome right now. Hmm. I thought there was a big, a big like Twitter push, whatever, there for a couple of days to get the dogs back. Yeah, she put out a thing like a five hundred thousand dollar reward. Yep, and the dogs were returned. So fast forward two days later, this lady's walking by, sees these dogs tied up in an alley. <laughs> so she gets it, and I guess she emails the because she recognized the dogs from social media. Yeah. So she emails the the tip email or whatever, and they're like, "Take the dogs to the local police station, and we'll get everything worked out from there." So, you know, I guess the police vetted this lady and she just wasn't anywhere near the area that these Mm -hmm. dogs were kidnapped to begin with, or shall I say, dog napped. Uh, But she's going to end up cashing out 500,000 for being a good Samaritan. Just for walking past the damn alley. alley. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, look, there's some dogs tied up there. Oh, I think I saw them on Twitter. That's Lady Gaga's dogs. Cha ching. But man, I feel bad, man, because, you know, like we were just talking before the show and. We're talking about pets. I mean, you really care about pets more than you do some of your friends and your family and I gotta, I gotta human imagine, beings in general. I got to imagine, especially if like if you're a famous person, you're never quite sure who's after you for your money and all that. You're- so the dogs are your best friends, you know? Yeah. And I got to imagine that she was just beside herself when she found out that these dogs got kidnapped. I mean, it's terrible that her friend probably is in the hospital right now, too. Yeah. You know, it's just a terrible event for her. I got to imagine she was just all, you know, by herself on this. And she's all the way across the world or whatever when this is going on. I mean, that's terrible, man. But when you're rich, that you could tell how much those dogs meant to her. 500000 like, <laughs> like, didn't even hesitate. Give me, I'll give you five hundred. She probably would, if they, if it would have gone on another week, I bet she would have upped it to a million. Oh, easily. Yeah. I think she would have. But those dogs, there's no way anybody would have sold those dogs and not got caught. Yeah. I mean, it's just too high profile. I don't know what they were thinking. Well, like, I mean, are you just going to kidnap a dog and sell it? Yeah. Or are you going to, like, sell it? Oh, yeah, I got, I got Lady Gaga's dog. They'd have to sell it on the black market to, like, yeah. some Saudi prince or something, you know? That sounds <laughs> Like, that right. would be the only people that could get it out of the country and keep it hidden, you know, and it not get caught or blown out of proportion. But... The shooter still and the dog napper still hasn't been caught. Right. Yeah. But I really hope they catch that because, I mean, you don't have to shoot somebody to take the fucking dog. I mean, come on. Piece of shit. I got to imagine the person that was walking the dog isn't someone that was, you know, a threat to somebody that is planning on kidnapping a dog. Right. 
So I got it. Why did they have to shoot him? Yeah. You know, it's not like a six foot four bodyguard that's walking the dogs. I mean, I mean it could have been. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't true. know. I don't know what the dog walker looks like. I just yeah. know it was a friend of hers, wasn't it? Yeah, just a friend of hers. Yeah, yeah some some guy named Ryan Fisher. Or maybe he was threatening. And they were like, "Pat, Pat, give me the dog, bitch." Says the the dogs were stolen in a brazen, violent attack in Hollywood at nine forty p.m. Wednesday. Two men leapt out of a white sedan in the fifteen hundred block of North Sierra Bonita Avenue and demanded. That Gaga's dog walker Ryan Fisher hand over the musicians three French bulldogs. Oh, it's three. So well, but they, I they think they only two. got they only got the two. They took the two. They only got two. Yeah. Police say they have no suspects in the attack. Do you think the dogs were like "fuck out of here, bitch"? Yeah. And they tried to bite him. <laughs> yeah. You ain't taking me. I got my gold mine at home. Yeah. But Lady Gaga's taking care of me. I'm a little monster, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what they call? Yeah. Her? She calls her fans yeah, little monsters. monsters. Yeah. Like I'm a little monster, bitch. You ain't taking this. <laughs> By the way, I finally found some Lady Gaga Oreos. It took me they're like mon- it took me a m- like months to find those. Really, not the Kroger and Canal. Like I walked by, they're just fully stacked. I, I finally found them at Groport, and they they weren't there for a while. I found them on an end cap, but other people were like, "Oh, I got those like two months ago at Walmart or Myers." I'm just like, "Fuck you." <laughs> so did you get some? I did. I got them. How how were they? They taste different. Man, it's just vanilla Oreos. Okay. With fucking food coloring out the ass on them. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Like they're, but, you know, the, yeah. the vanilla Oreo cookie part is colored red. Mm-hmm. And then the cream is colored green. And it might okay. have it might have a slight mint taste in it. I figure I, it might be like a mint or a strawberry taste to it or something. Yeah, but. I mean, I ran through the package pretty quick. So. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I mean, you know how Oreos are, man. You can't just have like one or two. It's like Lay's, man. You, grab, you just have one. Yeah, you open the thing and you got to grab like a stack of them. <laughs> yeah. And then you go back and you eat them, and then the next time you're by the cupboard, you look at the cupboard and you're like, "I think I need another stack." <laughs> yeah, you open it, and you're just contemplating, like, "Yeah, I do." Need then it. and then it's like the next day, and you're like, "What the fuck did I do with all those cookies?" Oh, my fat ass ate them all. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's why I'm overweight. <laughs> Fucking Oreos. Know, what's your favorite Oreo? I, you know what? I like I like the double stuffed Oreo. Double stuff. Double du- stuff. Double stuff remains the best if if you're gonna ask. Me <laughs> I mean, and, if, ask us anyways. If you're gonna eat them, fucking go I had, big. <laughs> I had some marshmallow ones that weren't bad. I've had the chocolate ones. They're pretty good too. Yeah, the chocolate I mean, ones are good. Double too. Double chocolate. Why not? I do love the vanilla Oreo. Vanilla Oreo. Oh, yeah. the, uh, the 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 reverse or whatever. Yeah, where the Oreo is vanilla flavored. So or I, I I don't think I've had that. Oh, they're good. They're golden Oreos, is what they are. All golden Oreos. Okay. Yeah, those are really good, man. I mean, the double stuff. I mean, like you say, if you're gonna fucking eat Oreos, go big. Oreos go home. with some fucking milk, man. Oh, mm-hmm. heaven on earth. Sound like I'm Santa a big Claus. fan of uh, El Fudge double stuffed cookies. I can't even get them because I just sit there and eat the whole pack in one day. <laughs> I just can't do it. All right, to close the show Ray, out, Ray, Ryan Fisher is expected to recover. Okay, good. As you said, so. excellent. That's good news. But to close the show out, we're gonna go. Right back to Warner Brothers news. Warner Brothers has announced that they plan on rebooting Superman. Once again, J.J. Abrams' Bad Robots will be producing. Pass. <laughs> and I actually had this written down from uh, the Week in Pop Culture off of uh, TikTok that I did. Todd Nahasi Coates will be pinned to write the next script for The Man of Steel. And the rumor is... This is kind of like culminating over a six-year period or five-year period, whatever it was, that, you know, this will be, you know, the black Superman being introduced into the cinematic uh, world or whatever you want to call it. Um, And there was a rumor that Michael B. Jordan was 
being tested at, for Superman back in the day, and they think that this is going to be his run at Superman. Well, that's exactly what I said. I said $5 says Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, because it's what they want. Yeah, it's, it's what they, what want. they wanted for years. Now, is it is he playing the Superman? I hope or, not. Or a Superman? Look, here's the thing. Henry Cavill is Superman right now. Yeah. Henry Cavill deserves another standalone Superman movie. Standalone Superman movie. And, and I think he's earned it. You know, he's he's done his job. He's done it good. Um, I'm fine with this as long as they do the... Because, you know, there's a couple stories from different Earths. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, DC has the multiverse. Yeah. And there's all these Earths, you know, one through whatever. And on one of the, a couple of those Earths, there is a black Superman. He's not Kal-El. He's a different name. I'm I'm not I don't know all the details, obviously. I'm not that big of a nerd. Uh but there is different stories they can tell. And my thing is don't take away a character that everybody is, you know, that the fans actually like right now. Don't take away from it. Give us something new. And I'm fine with that. It's fine. I'm not gonna, you know, it's not an issue of whether Superman is black or white or anything like that. But let's, you know, there's already one guy that's out there. We can't just reboot it right away, you know? I mean, you finished everything with Henry Cavill first before if he wants to start rebooting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't understand that. It's just... But if they want to introduce it and it be a part of the cinematic universe or whatever, that's fine. That's cool. Mm. And, you know, I'm glad that they're doing something. As long as it's different, I'm glad that they're doing something different. You know, that's bold, edgy, and it's what they need to do. That's what they're there to do. They're there to bring new stuff. Not reboot everything every five years, you know? So, like, I don't want to see another Spider-Man movie <laughs> rebooted after Tom Holland. Right. Give me, you know, Miles Morales movie. Which I think they'll probably do. Yeah, after that's this. what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see something new. I don't want to see the same shit over and over okay. and over well, and over and the, over. It will be the successor of that. Just yeah. like I think with Iron Man, it's Ironheart, so it's it's a girl, Iron Man, who takes the mantle of that. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's progression. And, and that's, that's fine. I think... You know, Michael B. Jordan is a tremendous actor, and I think yeah. he'll do fine in, in this if he plays in it. But, man, I just, I really liked him as Killmonger in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, though. he was great. He was good as Killmonger. He's a great villain. Yeah. Well, and personally for me, I like to have, I always can't pronounce but his name. Do you, Idris Alba. E- yeah. I like to. You, like now you got me like, I'm like trying to process <laughs> it in my brain. Like, I know how to say it, but yeah, Rob just said just, it fucked up. You gave him like a brain aneurysm Sorry. there. Yeah, like, the... it was uh, Idris Elba. Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. I like to see him as a black Superman. I mean, I just think he. he I want something shit. new and original for Idris. He could be, yeah. he could be like the father. Yeah. You know, he's he's kind of getting up there. Like, they want yeah, to be a good, older. like, older, elder Kryptonian or even yeah. a villain, like a, a, you know, kind of like something like a Zod character. Well, like just they, like he did really good in Sean Hobbs. I mean, yeah. he was really good in that. So he was a good villain a, in yeah, that. Yeah, so. He, he, you know, when they were when they were talking about him being a Bond, I think I think it's just too late for that. He'd have been a good Bond, I think. But yeah. Just like he's, I want, I don't want an el- older, older Bond. I want somebody that's in their prime. And Well, you've seen how long, I, I don't think Daniel Craig thought he'd be playing Bond all these years. Yeah. Still waiting on his last bond. Well, I guess that. in that movie, they're, the new 007 is going to be a black chick. Mm. Well, I think I think she's just, she's not like the new James Bond. She's just the new 007. Yeah, in that movie. Or yeah, to kind of close it out or whatever. Because yeah. he's retired in that movie. Mm. Right, or he's missing or something. Another fucking movie we got cheated out of because <laughs> of this bullshit fucking pandemic. I was say, wear your damn mask so I can well, get back to the movie theater, please. <laughs> and Elba's, he's 48. I didn't know he was that old. Yeah. So, you know. Speaking of wearing your mask, I was I was in Staples today getting that fucking dry erase board. Yeah. 
and there's these two fucking fucking hillbillies in there. <laughs> of course it's hillbillies. They're they're just dirty, grimy ass hillbillies. I'm sorry, that's what they were. I mean, they just don't fucking care about anybody but themselves. Just walking around in there, no mask, not a fucking care in the world. There and then you know, we get to the checkout, they get in front of me because I went back to look at chairs before I went to check out. And they're looking at everything that's, you know, those little, uh, the, the area that they make you wait in where they put all kinds of shit to get last minute sales. Yeah. They're looking at fucking everything in there, like just looking at it, tossing it around, going and touching everything, uh, you know. And then it's just like the lady's like, I can help who's next. They're not fucking moving. They're still looking at shit. I can help who's next. They're not fucking moving. They're just looking. And finally, I speak up. I'm like, hey, are you, do you need to check out? Are you ready? And they look, yeah, we're ready. <laughs> like, you're getting smart with me. Like, Obviously fuck not. you, you dirty motherfuckers. <laughs> Go back to your trailer park. You know, like, you're the reason why this shit has gone on as long as it has. Taking my rights. <laughs> Don't you muzzle me. Yeah, and <laughs> You need to be fucking listen, muzzled, you fucking animal. You know, I'm all for you being able to make your own choices and, you know, not being a, a slave to some sort. But... If a place has a mandate, don't just go in there. You're out in public, you know. You got yeah, some you know, duty to your fellows. If you don't want to wear a mask, online shop and pick it up and stay out. You look, that's the responsible thing to do. It's so easy now these days. We're all in this together. Just make us a little bit of a sacrifice. These motherfuckers, man. It was it was just Sunday's best, you know, which ain't much for them. <laughs> and they're just walking around, having a ball, looking at everything. Fucking assholes. But anyways, that's my rant for this one. Is that, is that what grinds your gears? Wear your mask. Hashtag listen to Sleazy. Hashtag don't be a fucking and if you animal. don't want to wear your mask, just shop at home, or shop online and yeah. stay at home. But anyways, like I said, I'm all for whatever they give us as long as it's good and new and original when it comes to this reboot. Like, just give me something new to experience. Don't I don't need Superman rebooted now. I need another Superman story that's going to be kick ass. Like there's literally so many characters out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, with the DC, all the multiverse and stuff, there's so many versions of these characters that they can do. Hell, they can make a uh, you know, a, a female Green Lantern or they can make a transgender Green Lantern for yeah. all I care. As long as it's fucking good, I don't care. I think I think in somewhere in there they actually have a dolphin Green Lantern. So. Yeah, like there's all kinds of shit. With yeah, the Green crazy Lanterns. weird shit. Yeah, but I don't fucking care who plays who as long as it's fucking good, and you don't shit on the source material, obviously, because you'll lose a lot of people if you do that. Well, the DC's not going to do the multiverse. I mean, they can't get the shit right in general, anyways. No, they they just need like I get that J.J. Abrams has wanted to do this project for a while, and they kind of got slid past with the last one with Zack Snyder and. But somebody at Warner Brothers has to sit down and say, let's get organized. Let's get somebody with a vision that's going to give us 10 fucking good years of movies. That's what we need. I think I would I would say James Wan. Yeah. I, I mean, if you want to start somewhere, I mean, you have to admit, I mean, those movies were good. I mean, Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman was good. Yeah, and Shazam. I, I really think they hit the mark with those two movies and it can make it capitalize on it. Um, I think, you know, they thought they had somebody in Zack Snyder, but the thing is, it's hit and miss. Half the people like it, half the people don't. 
Well, you know, I think Zack Snyder, Snyder himself is kind of divisive. But, you know, in general, I've, I've, I'm interested by his movies. I'm not necessarily, I like his movies, but I'm interested in them, you know? Like, you know, we talked about Watchmen before. I thought Watchmen was pretty, Zach pretty, Snyder, pretty reliable, you know? Zack Snyder is cool if you are if you want somebody that's going to give you the source material. I think he's a, he's a very visual and person. He's going to give it to you visually. Yeah. So sometimes you, when you have somebody like that, they're a little skewed on the story because they think their visuals are going to come through better to you. And yeah, some of the movies do come through to me that way. Like, you know, they're like Watchmen. Some of the shit in that was just groundbreaking and oh, it was amazing. I feel like he's one of those directors that if you have to rein him in a little bit. Yeah. You know, kind of like uh, the two screenwriters for um, uh, Game of Thrones. It was clear by the end that they really couldn't quite go out on their own. Yeah. But when they had something to kind of work from, they knew what they were doing yeah. largely. And I think if you give Zack Snyder a good writer or a team. Or a good story already. Yeah, like he he's going to deliver for you. And with some of this, like he was taking, you know, he took, a, you know, obviously Batman versus Superman is like three comics mixed into one. Yeah. So, I mean, he had the stories there, but he mixed them and he was trying to make things work to set other things up. And it just, I don't know, it didn't mix well for the average viewer. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Who, you, knows, who knows how you know, much in the pot, you know, Warner Brothers was. Was stuff. with him, like, fucking with it. Because, I mean, it was dramatically different when you watched the director's cut. And it was actually really good, I thought. I mean, there's people who said who didn't like it, and then they watched the director's cut of, like, Batman for Superman, and they liked it way better. Yeah, it flowed way better, yeah. his version. Yeah. And the same shit goes on with Suicide Squad, you know? Like, there's a cut out there. That we don't know about, but we know it was chopped up by another yeah. company that came in because they liked what they did with the fucking commercial. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, Warner Brothers got to get organized and they got to get the right people with the vision in there and they got to leave them alone and let them do their thing. Well, even Jared Leto said they cut so much out because he said yeah. there was enough to make a Joker movie. Yeah. And I believe him. Yeah. I so, do too. What reason does he have to lie? The man yeah. can do whatever he wants. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but. That's all we have for you on this episode of the Sleazy Podcast. So it was nice getting you guys back in the studio oh, yeah. and recording. Very nice. But I don't know when we'll be back in studio. Maybe a couple weeks or something. I don't know. Give yeah. it two weeks to get this to listen through. And hopefully we'll have a bunch more shit to talk about. Mm -hmm. But hopefully the world will unscrew itself and we can get back to going to movies and stuff soon. Yeah, you know, cases are going down. and I miss it so much. So we'll see what happens. I've heard, I've heard uh, people saying that they, uh, you know, like the little promo that shows at the movie theater, like the roller coaster that AMC has, whatever, like people are watching those at home before their movies. So oh, kinda shit. It's just not the same. Man. I do miss having some popcorn, man. I miss like, we hey, what are we doing? Oh, this movie comes out. We're gonna, Thursday. You, Thursday nights was, it, it, was our night to go okay, out. Okay, I'm getting tickets. How many we need? We need four or five? What we need? <laughs> I, you going? I, you going? I don't miss the stress of getting everybody together and saying, how, okay, how many tickets do we need for sure? What night? What time? What time is good for you? What time is yeah. this theater going to be good yeah. for you? Is this seat going to be good for you? Like, that's the yeah. thing I don't miss. We need this one. Is it IMAX? No, it's not. Is it 3D? No, 3D. It's not like first come, first serve anymore. You got to plan this shit out to the T. But... Um, I do miss the the feeling of going to the theaters and going out to eat yeah. beforehand. And but once you're in there, after all that stress, it's fucking great. Yep, it is. When you get a ice cold soda, soda. Do you say soda or pop? Pop. I say pop. I say them both. But uh, you know, it's pop to me too. Yeah. But you get an ice cold soda or pop, then you get that hot buttery popcorn. 
And watch me eat it like a hamster. And then you hear anyway. Rob eat, like, Rob downs the whole bag before the fucking previews even start. You're That's like, awesome. Oh, can, can uh, uh, sir, can I, uh, uh, you gotta reach for something that's like, <laughs> it's like, God damn, I'll just buy my own next time. I'll buy your own. But that's all. Uh, like I said, we do have a new logo out, and we will have shirts and face masks and hoodies. Hoodies, baby. Coffee cups. Oh. And maybe something. Oh, and I do have wristbands. If you want a wristband, you have to contact me. I've got a, a small minority of them. Uh, so you'll just have to contact me to get a hold of one of this. I mailed a bunch out. So I didn't tell people I was going to mail them out. But so chances are, if you got a Christmas card, uh, hopefully I remembered you and I sent you a, a wristband this week. So hopefully you enjoy that. But like I said, this is all we have for episode 108. My call to action is to share the show with somebody. Just get somebody hooked. And from there, they'll get somebody hooked. And, you know, pyramid scheme. Sell that shit like you're <laughs> selling that useless shit that nobody cares about on Facebook. <laughs> what are, what's the thing people are selling now? What, weight loss. supplements and all that? Yeah, weight loss. Sell, sell our show like weight loss supplements. Yeah. Put some fucking energy into it. <laughs> Because you're not going to make any money off that weight loss bullshit anyways. Nope. The pyramid scheme of sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's it. This is definitely the end. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You got an Instagram for Sleazy Podcast? Yeah, I do. TikToks. The, the Sleazy Podcast. We're on everything now. So if you can't find it, I'll eventually put a link tree up or something. And maybe we'll get a fa- OnlyFans only for Rob and we'll get him to show his butthole. <laughs> Subscribe, please. <laughs> Rob wouldn't give a shit if he was making sixty grand a month. Right. I'll show my booty hole for ten grand a month. <laughs> shit. But that's all we got for you, folks. And as always, keep it sleazy. Thanks for listening to the Sleazy Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and remember, listen to Sleazy.